Does the day you were born impact whether you're a great leader? Can astrology unlock the pathway to leadership success? Hi, I'm Josephine Corcoran, holistic career coach and astrologer, and my podcast, Astrology for Leaders, Aligning Your Career to Your Purpose, is where we'll find out. I've been an executive coach for over 20 years, facilitating and training leaders to achieve professional and personal goals and practicing astrology for the last 15 years. I also appreciate the profound impact of connecting leaders to their unique astrological blueprint to give them access to their leadership abilities around governing, strategy, communication, relating, driving and empathy. Over the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing leaders using their birth chart as a lens to explore how they've harnessed their strengths, overcome challenges and found meaning in their work. My desire in sharing these accomplished leaders' stories is to demonstrate the extraordinary benefit of understanding your unique astrological blueprint to enable you to work in a way that is equally impactful and fulfilling, and to learn a few interesting facts along the way. Hello and welcome to my latest episode of Astrology for Leaders. Today, I'm really looking forward to having a, a deep conversation with Gina Yalamis about her chart and looking at how it informs leadership attributes and it talks about, well, we're going to have a look at what her needs are and really what it is that she's here to do in the world. So in terms of Gina's background, Gina is a spiritual being. She's a mother, healer and earth warrior. Her teachings are based on understanding ourselves as nature and the earth. She inspires her clients and community to create a balanced, integrated and emergent way of life through deep inner connection. From this place of harmony and stability, limitations and expectations can be transcended through fortitude and love. Gina is a qualified acupuncturist, Chinese medicine. She's also qualified in life and she's a qualified life and leadership coach. She is a quantum healer and she's also qualified in quantum health. But most importantly, she is a loving mother of three beautiful girls who inspire on a daily basis to stay curious, live in the present moment and open her heart to nature's wonder. Gina, welcome to Astrology for Leaders. Thank you. It's, a, it's an honour to be here and uh, to be able to share this with everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Well, there's a lot of qualifications under your belt, which I'm excited to talk a little bit about with you here in the podcast. But before we um, kick off, I wanted to kind of just look high level with so much learning under your belt and having clients that I know you've worked in the boardroom as well as working with individuals who come to you. I would really love to get your perspective on the role of leadership and why you believe that it is so important for everyone to step into their leadership qualities today. That's a big question. And um, the, I suppose the way it unfolded uh, in terms of the learning to, I know that I had to go through a lot of that learning to help others and to be able to see my own path really helped me to hold space for the leaders who were developing themselves and learning and traversing the same pathway, whether that was part of 
the unknown or the known, but uh, opening themselves up to more courage, to more um, commitment and the consistency required and the responsibility that goes with those particular leadership roles, whether that's just leading your children or, or leading your teams in organisations, it's it's such a broad area, leadership. And so um, life presents itself through leadership and those qualities are so important to be able to uh, express through us. Um, and it's not just physical, it's the, the whole non-physical element of who we are and how we harness all of that potential. Yes, lovely. So two key words that, that come out of that little um, response that really ring true for me are, are these concepts of courage and commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in, in hearing the way you're describing that, it's also honouring that within the cycles of uh, nature and the way that we're living our life and, and thinking about that as an all-encompassing web almost in a way that we're, we're navigating. Yes, exactly. The web is exactly how I describe it to, to uh, many people because that web, whether you call it the web of life in the more nature-based shamanic uh, spaces or you call it the quantum field or unified field in science, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. We're creating this web. We're all part of the web and we have this um, individual responsibility to contribute in the, the best way possible. And how we do that is leading ourselves. Firstly, I um, work with self-leadership, um, which then resonates uh, to regenerative ways of being in the world, which is all to do with nature's way, uh, so that we can steward, whether that's ourselves, our families, our communities, our the organizations, businesses from there and become uh, more balanced and, and be able to create our, our, our own harmony with who we are as nature, which is what we are. Beautiful. Thank you. That's a gorgeous share. So, of course, I always ask my guests this question. I'm wondering if you could share with the listeners if you've always believed in the stars or did having or did working with me somehow change that for you? And if so, how? Oh, my goodness. It's the classic lines that come to me as above, so below. It's, it kind of begins and ends there. <laughs> so astrologically, um, I feel that that is the ultimate guidance and um, it is written in the stars. The, the Indigenous um, and Native communities all know that. That's how they operate. And the, this, this life that we live or we choose to live and create is, um, is up to us to connect to those elements, I believe. And it's so important. And working with you, it's so much information that intuitively comes through you. It, it's just, you cannot deny that information. You just can't. It's just too <laughs> relevant and it's scarily relevant. In fact, it's so confronting that it's such a perfect way to help guide people on their journey to understand that um, there's this uh, choice to be this or we can move gently and sustainably and lovingly through with courage and commitment to that, who we actually are. 
And so that path, I call that path between the two, the path of possibility. And it's a very important uh, journey. And the most important thing about it as well is to enjoy that journey. And often we get stuck along the way, but now is the time to, to provide the, the forces that are always with us, connect with those forces astrologically, energetically, and be able to walk that path in co-creation um, rather than mm. in stress uh, from the environments that we create around us through fear. And so co-creation opens us up to possibility and potential um, if, we, if we are able to, to step into these qualities that we have with more grace, with more um, um, ease. So, yeah, that path of possibility is the one that, I, um, that, that needs that guidance. It's really important. Yes. So I have an absolute advocate on my hand. Yes. <laughs> so look, in terms of uh, Gina's birth chart, when when she agreed very kindly to have a conversation with me on the podcast, I was looking forward to seeing what was going on in her chart. And I always love it when I see signatures in the chart that are a real reflection of the um, of the person that I'm speaking with. In, in your case, Gina, Gina's born with the sun in Scorpio. So there's a natural desire to, to go to the depths of things, to really understand the complexity and where possible to be able to do work that's transformational in nature. And clearly we can see with the work that you do, that is, a, that is the, one of the major objectives of the work. Um, but right next to the sun in Scorpio lies a stellium of planets, which is where we have a series of planets that are lining up in the same sign. And they are all, these planets are all located in the uh, mutable fire sign of Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is, is very much associated with the concept of adventure, expanding the mind, about going and um, looking at what, having experiences in the world, whether they're done in an academic sense or whether they're experienced through literally getting on an aeroplane when you're allowed to and going and seeing the world and, and seeing what's on offer. And then through all of that experience and absorption, you're then able to make up your own mind and create your own set of beliefs and, and consider what beliefs you're, you feel most aligned to. And in Gina's case, her ascendant, which is her rising sign, which is a significant Indicator of major gifts that you use in your career happens to be in Sagittarius. So is Mercury, which is how she thinks. And so there's this big picture thinker we've got on our hands. So is Venus, which is the part of her, which is very much about being in relationship with others and how she relates to others. And so is Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion and abundance. And so what we have is this lineup happening in the first house, which is also a major significator of your skills. And the concept of the teacher, the mentor, the, the individual who's constantly seeking to find out more that, 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 that their favourite question is either why or their, their favourite way of conversing is often starting with a question that you can then consider. Gina, can you share with us how that has informed your role as a leader, your role in your own business and how it's you know, come to be? Oh, the teacher. It's, um, I remember being told that many years ago and just 
putting that aside <laughs> at some point. Um, and I guess I never really thought about being the teacher in uh, the when I was younger so much and coming from corporate interior design and then going back and studying uh, a whole new career in well-being, acupuncture and, and four years doing a Bachelor of Health Science um, from one world into another world. Um, so it, it's kind of written in the charts, as you say, um, <laughs> going to the depths and the complexity. And so from there, I guess I was always... I, I was teaching myself and I often refer to the way that uh, I operate and the conversation, the inner conversations that I have, for instance, with my archetypes, the inner child. And it's like the parenting of the inner child. That, that's a, te that's the, a, a responsibility of teaching, firstly. And, um, and then how you do that and then how you ask others to, to make that connection. And, and so the, the teacher is birthed in many ways through us um, in the seen and the unseen. Mm. So when that's one aspect. And then when I started within this uh, well-being space, it, there was so much uh, knowledge that uh, I absorbed and was harnessing and it was just being able to translate that for people in different ways in mm. one and in groups and the the responses and how people started to thrive and shine in their different ways when that supported them and it helped them and they were able to transform in their own ways and so it was a I wake up and never really think about it as teaching it's just guiding and I guess the guiding is um is the way i describe teaching and um it's it's one of those things where it's instinctive and when you're in your body and you you live it it's a lived experience um and i think i've done it over and over in i don't know how many lifetimes as well <laughs> which brings it into perspective and i guess it's just connecting with that again with the essence of of those qualities the innate qualities that come through mm. and i have a passion for that it's just it's a flow without having to think it it's a feeling and i think natural natural guidance is is in chinese medicine the heart leads the mind and so there's this 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 ability to connect to learning and teaching in the same space here um, and that radiates outwards energetically and people yeah. feel it just by presence or by the way that you 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 are able to translate that and there there's a there's a uh, how would you say an entrainment that happens and so it becomes much more effortless when you teach that way so I've, I've always explored those boundaries, those edges of teaching and to make it more uh, conducive for me and everybody else as well. So there's different modes. It's uh, less about the thinking, but more about the energetics drawing in and um, the ability to harness the energies that support us, harness the energies that support them and me at the same time. And we're all learning to do that then. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a much more connected space to be in. Just to go one step deeper then and to help listeners understand what's what sort of teaching, and, and when I say teaching, uh, sharing of your knowledge, okay, so dispersing your knowledge and packaging it up in a way that others can absorb and integrate into their own world, 
Can you talk a little bit about what you've been doing in that space with leaders? Because I think listeners would be interested to hear yeah. how that looks. So I guess it's um, it's working in self-leadership firstly and looking through self-inquiry about what it is that they have been doing in their current situation. And often we all have uh, wellness issues of some kind and that, that's the symptoms, the, the place where we have realised that we are either stuck or we need to undo things or we need to be able to return to a better state of well-being, whether that's physical, mental, emotional um, and environmental and starting in that place with them one-to-one and then working through that, depending on where they are, into more being able to translate that into their families, the the way that they uh, relate to their teams or um, the community that they're in and how they lead themselves is a reflection for others to lead themselves. And so they become the exemplar within Mm -hmm. that space as a leader. And so... I've always worked with the leaders and helped them thrive within themselves. And so that presence, both physically and energetically, then translates into their environment. And they, are, they just have these magical moments where the, the presence that they hold and the compassion and the depth to which they can go in their responses emotionally, menti- mentally, mm. and be able to um, sustain their principles, their values, their um, emotional intelligence, all of those aspects all come together intuitively. Uh, and so that then brings a much more um, expressive experience to the way that they work with others in their leadership roles. And every time I see that and they, I, I get the, re- the reflections back from them, they're always amazed by that. But it's just energy. It's just harnessing energy and how that works within you and being able to lift your energy and um, manage your energy. And the way that you do that holistically is the, is the key to the foundations of self-leadership, which, which is a ripple effect out to everything from there. Sure, absolutely. And and look, we, we're going to jump into that in a moment because a big part of your purpose is connected to energy and energetic frequency. But before we do that, I just wanted to let listeners know that Gina has her moon in the sign of Virgo. And uh, for those of you who are long-time listeners, you already understand this or people that are already interested in astrology. But for those of you who are tuning in just because you're interested in hearing what Gina's got to say or curious about astrology, Virgo is a um, also, it is an earth sign and she is she's the only female sign in the zodiac. And if we explore the history of Virgo, she's all about being, she's like the medicine woman. And her role is about, She's fundamentally about diagnosing problems, then considering what needs to be given to the patient in order to then help them heal. So there's a few qualities that are really connected into Virgo. Most commonly, Virgo is associated with being organized and being structured and being perfectionistic in tendency. And the reason that this is the case is because she searches for this concept of being whole. And in order for something to be whole, we need to get rid of the pieces that aren't right. So there's a natural tendency with Virgo to to be able to identify where things aren't right because they're diagnosing a problem. 
but it's very connected to the concept of health and really this concept of the mind, the body and the soul being fully integrated. And so Gina's got the moon in that sign, which means that she needs to be in environments and she needs to be able to embody that emotionally herself, this kind of interconnectedness of the mind, the body and the soul can't live with those um, in, in any way, shape or form in separateness. And given it's in the 10th house, there's a very strong calling to take that kind of essence of herself out into the professional world and to use that as a tool that she can help um, clients with. Gina, have you always been interested in, in health or this blending of the mind, body and the soul? And have you always, have you kind of always sought perfection with, you know, within, within the sphere of seeking to make things whole? Yeah. And um Perfection is probably a good word for it because I guess it's so deeply uh, embedded in, on that DNA cellular level. It's it's like I um uh I I don't see how you can work any other way. Almost it's just how can we work in this separation mode, and which is uh, where most of us are. And so for me, I understand, but it's just, I can feel the conflict of it all the time. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist in me. I have to deal with it as well, but it's, it's the discomfort that I deal with. It's like, I know that that's, that's there and, and I'm able to just twist it so that I can work with my energy and, and move out of it. But you know, that's, that's attunement, that's intuition, that's following that uh, inner being and the, 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 the stars and everything that is guiding you to being whole, um, because we're already whole. And there's a perception that we're not, we're, we come here for that reason, as whole, we're birthed whole, and then we come into this separation mindset. And now the challenge begins. So that, that we carry that all our lives. And so what comes to mind was when I was just in a deep healing processes of my own was I remember being in, in um, the bath with um, salts, uh, Himalayan pink salts and oils and all sorts of things. And just literally just trying to sort my own healing issues out. And uh, the big message that came through then, which I, I never forget, and, and was literally a message about the mission, was just bring back the Tao, Gina. And I'm going like, just. <laughs> just bring back the, did you say the doubt or the Tao? The Tao, as in um, Taoism. Okay, and okay. So, and that's all about nature. It's about the way, it's about the flow, which is all about um, bringing back to wholeness. And mm. like this, great big mission and I'm thinking how do I do that and so then I realized it's just little steps at a time and just be the be the the leader who needs to lead and show the way it's lighting the path for others and then bring that light into that team or that organization and that light into that community and where they need to be um, and then sustain them it's like a pulsing um uh, system ecosystem which is what I always talk about in nature but um, she nature knows how to sustain life and that's what it's about it's how do we sustain the life force energy within us in the well-being space 
because that's what we are. And uh, it's just we, um, we, we, we have a tendency to do the, to just connect to the separative mindset or the way of living in that environment um, through conditioning, through patterns and habits and, and then moving into more holistic ways is, is more the minority and um, so being a leader and harnessing those energies makes your life easier but uh, it, then you're you become the teacher those leaders become the teachers for others and um, and so everything that we use physical intelligence emotional intelligence spiritual intelligence um, the um, just the intellect by itself all of those components are all working together in around nature's cycles and seasons and they're all relative because we are this ecosystem of our body the biology is a complete reflection of her um, biosphere of her uh, geomagnetic forces of her the way that she harnesses and regenerates uh, the energy on the planet and the way that all living beings connect to that and there's a reciprocity and um, a, an exchange in all of those aspects um, but what we're not seeing is that macro picture and we're seeing some, mostly the micro picture and so zooming in and zooming out is what I often talk to people about is yes we can zoom in here for now but remember we need to zoom out to see the bigger picture as well because there's a whole bunch of energy out here that we can use and harness in our journey um, mm, absolutely absolutely and and I can and, and given the moon is making a, an aspect to the parts of your chart that are in the first house up in Sagittarius there is obviously some work that you've had to do over the years to, to find a way to integrate how you bring through these qualities of being connected to the mind, body and soul, but how you then find a way to not only learn it for yourself, but then what you do with that. There's, been, there's almost like this calling to take it. First and foremost, it's been a journey for yourself by the sounds of things. And then you've been able to in turn find a way to impart your knowledge, which is it's just so wonderful. I wanted just the last astrological piece that I wanted to ask for you today was just talking a little bit about this concept of purpose. And it's a huge topic. It's something that everybody is striving for to find meaning in the work that they do to have that deep sense of calling almost that this is the reason that I'm even here on this earth. And particularly as we move now into this space where we're operating in a very different level, a much faster pace with the air 200 year air era, which kicked off at the end of last year, which is obviously connected to the concept of frequency, of energy, of using your intuition, of innovation, working with ideas and thoughts. And Gina has her south node, which is a symbol of gifts that she's brought through to be able to work with in this life, if we look at it through that lens, in Leo. So in her past life, and it was up in the ninth house, which is also very connected to international travel, but also mentoring and teaching and being a scholar. So in her last, so the gifts that she's got that she's able to bring into this world is being able to be a leader, to be a shining example, to be somebody who inspires others to learn new ways of doing things. That's in your kit bag. 
And that that energy of Leo is actually about the individual or about the self and the individual's creative expression. Your journey in this life, because you've got a North Node in Aquarius, is to somehow integrate that into the greater collective, integrate that into the group situation. And given that that's in the third house, there's a strong uh, component of that that's about communicating messages out there. So communicating messages to groups. And given you've been talking a little bit about this concept of the quantum field and working in quantum healing, that is very aligned with the energy of Aquarius as well, because it's quantum is frequency. Can you just share a little bit about what it's like for you when you operate in that space of working with the collective, communicating the message? How does that feel in your body? I just in terms of that sense of meaning and connection and purpose. Yeah, it's um, it's something that I've had to get used to over the the last, particularly last couple of years, because that evolution happens naturally when you open to it, and the the way that it started was through uh, connection to energy and and the way that I uh, connected intuitively through guidance, through um, the astrology, all of those things. But um, the way that it feels in my body now is more to do with the, the connection to the elements and the forces around me. And so it, that's nature herself working her way through me. So when I'm, when I'm connecting to the earth, there's this profound um, like wave of, of uh energetic um, connection that just kind of works its way up through my feet and I can feel this, uh, this it's hard to describe it's like a um, like a, a great big hug of energy and it brings up it, it, it activates everything in the body and I feel that above and below and so that's the, the source energy coming through, the, the earth energy, and when the elements, because I, I work very shamanically as well, calling in the elements and the, the power that they have, they have deep meaning. Mm. And um, the meaning behind all the energies there, and they relate to us biologically as well, is what provides the um, direction for what's next. And so it's like being empty so that you can receive. And so mm -hmm. it's like I empty this space, this thing. Um, and it's often referred to in Eastern traditions as being the bamboo, for instance, and um, allowing that, uh, this vehicle or this vessel um, or temple, which is often used. Uh, these, these terms evoke meaning and they evoke something that allows your purpose. And I see your purpose as energy, as the mission that you're here for. And if you can't receive that purpose, it's, it's like it's a bit of a block. It's a bit of an issue because yeah. where, where are we going? What are we doing then? Are we living purposefully or purposelessly? And so those, those are the sorts of things that I often discuss with in leadership. It's like, how do you lead purposefully? Um, and it's, it's greater than values and principles. It's much greater. It's, it's an embodiment of 
those in every way. The embodiment is the energy that flows through you, the embodiment of, the, the, of your soul connection. Um, and so for me, it's like this, these intense energetic shifts and the, everything just bubbles and sizzles and floats and, and very different things. And, and it changes like, with the astrology as well. Like I notice um, on equinox and solstice as well, those sorts of natural uh, thresholds. So we're walking these paths through nature's, um, through this, this ecosystem of energy that's supporting us. It's like we're, we're, we're being cocooned all the way, but we don't even know it half the yeah. time. Yeah, it's interesting because also the North Node in Aquarius, Aquarius rules astrology wow. and astrology is essentially energetic forces at play. You know, the, play, the planets have their own archetypal energy. Yep. They talk to each other depending on the angles that they're connecting with one another. So that is a, yeah, that's a lovely connection there. So that concept of supporting people to understand what's unique yep. about them and what's purposeful for them is deep in your heart too, which is obviously where you and I connect, we both have that strong calling for supporting people to understand that at this time now, it's more important than ever to be authentic to yourself and to be honoring, yeah. finding ways to honor that in, in various, in various means. So look, in terms then of, um, there's lots more in Gina's chart, we could go into depth understanding, but clearly you can get a sense that in terms of the way the major signatures in Gina's chart, she's really embracing those uh, those beautiful abilities that you have, Gina. I'm just wondering um, if how do you think that how do you think astrology? You've mentioned it a couple of times, but how do you think astrology can help listeners unlock the pathway to their leadership success? So if they're using oh. astrology, because some people are listening curious but a bit skeptical some people are already on board and some people are like mm, what is this so i'd love your perspective on that yeah um uh, i suppose with astrology it's it's a journey to reconnect with that i've found with many people and so there's there's a pathway that i think naturally opens up when you clear energy and pathways for most things open up when you start to clear your energy and um, this body, this form, this um, the emotions and the habits and patterns and things like that. So when we start in those very earthbound connections, um, what happens is this groundedness. Um, and when we, when we ground and we start to clear things and awareness then, feeds in and awareness then brings uh ripples out into the the spaces of different frequencies where astrology exists and the 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 way that we were meant to operate on the planet in um in indigenous stories and uh shamanic stories it's all about the elements it's all about how we connected with the stars and the moons and there are intricate oral um, stories that are translated and passed on in uh, our traditions and they're the original cultures. And the, the way that I see these is that nature is our culture. 
um, yes, we have diversity within those, within nature herself, but we are essentially all nature. And so um, astrology and the, the, the earth uh, elements, the element of earth herself and how they come together together those the, the above and below or the the upper world in shamanism and the lower world and the middle world and how they all relate to each other it's harmonizing those so bringing astrology in through our soul experience um, and we have to move through the physicality of who we are the emotion and um, awareness uh, within us to be able to connect with that more deeply. And some of us naturally do it and intuitively do it, I found, and others struggle with that because they, they uh, are, there's more disconnection. Um, so the stars are, are uh, innately in our DNA to connect with if we, um, if we just move things out of the way or move ourselves out of the way. <laughs> so. Yeah, beautifully said. Thank you. So what can listeners look out for next from you, Gina? what's what's on the agenda oh, gosh, quite a bit on the agenda <laughs> we've got like a minute or so to go so <laughs> so if I had to sort of put it in a nutshell um the the seasons are changing again and I'm very much about a, a cyclical way of life and nature's way so even though we have this linear uh way of living and uh, there's the the nine to five that's that's all part of a one dimension. There's many other aspects that are moving through. And what I'm doing with that is helping people become aware of that within that cyclical realm so that they can tune into themselves astrologically and in on how they contribute back and connect to the earth. Um, so that is finding the balance between these worlds and the harmony when we actually are able to make our make a difference and uh, contribute through that harmonious way of being within ourselves it's it's and them sustaining it regeneratively so there's Beautiful. a whole story <laughs> about that that's and through. and can listeners find out more about actual ways to work with you on your website is that the best place to go yeah that's the first port port of call and um which and is uh GinaYellowmas.com. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And on Instagram, you're on Instagram? Yep. Same. Uh, it's actually Urban Shaman Collaboration there. Okay. And Facebook? As well. It's just under Gina, uh, Gina Yellowmas and Urban Shaman. Beautiful. All right. Well, Gina, thank you so much for your time sharing what it is, sharing things that are deeply meaningful for you. I, I'm sure the listeners who've been tuning in will have plenty of food to to think about um food for thought and i always love being in conversation with you so thank you so much and i wish you well this year it's a big big year ahead we have of still continuing to break down old patterns yeah. and make enormous breakthroughs about how it is we want to live in the world from 2021 and beyond so thank you so much your work is amazing thank you <laughs> Have an amazing afternoon and I look forward to our next conversation. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, Gina. Bye-bye. Take care. If you would like to know more about me, visit josephinecorcoran.com. I work with individuals and organisations supporting and creating sustainable change in careers and workplaces. While you're there, check out my Astrology for Business membership and my coaching programs. 
You can follow me on Facebook. Just go to at Josephine Corcoran Holistic Career Coach and like the page. And also my Instagram account at josephine.corcoran. Love to connect with you there. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to you joining me for more leadership wisdom here on Astrology for Leaders.